Devin Marquette, dating coach for Tom Strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Except today, I'm bringing in a super woman who always greets me by saying, you great man? Is that what I say? Is that what you say? I don't know what I say. This one <laughs> is named Alana Pratt. She's an intimacy expert. She's a good friend of mine, and um, she's kind of magical. I will read her bio, um, but you will see by the end of this interview um, why she is something else and why you should be taking notes on what she does. Intimacy expert Alana Pratt inspires open-hearted living with delicious sass. Featured on CBS, TLC, Fox, and a weekly featured columnist for the Good Men Project, this cum laude graduate of Columbia University is the author of three books with two more on the way. I did not know that. She's a coach to celebrities and is the host of the sexy, empowering show, Intimate Conversations Live. Alana's passionate devotion is to helping men and women reclaim their joy, freedom, and personal power in dating and relationships, and it's rooted in her own life experience. Alana endured a brutal custody battle that threatened to compromise her joy, softness, and feminine power, yet she sat in the fire embracing the challenge as a spiritual lesson. She emerged more courageously, vulnerable, and radiating loving than ever before. Now she inspires women to embrace their sacred sensuality, to attract all the love and attention they can handle. She heals men's emasculated hearts, cures their nice guy, and awakens their noble badass so they can create hot, healthy, intimate relationships. Today, Alana's talking about how the strengths women use to succeed in business are not the strengths they require to find and keep lasting love. And if you are an Evan Mark Katz fan, you know I've been saying that for years. Uh, but we're going to hear it from a different point of view, from a woman who really, really uh, makes men swoon, if there's such a thing. And Do I make you swoon? <laughs> I, here's, here's, here's the actual story about Alana. Mm. Uh, and I said, this is, this is actually a pre-written copy. It's already on the website when this thing comes out. Okay. Alana's got a thing, <laughs> right? And I don't know what the thing is, <laughs> but it makes men want to do things for her, right? Like when, when we have lunch, I always leave like, how can I help you in your business? Who can I introduce you to? How can we tweak your business model? That's because right? you're so generous. You bring that out. That's, that's what I'm driving at. Like, okay. it, it's a thing that you possess, yeah. and it's not damsel in distress, no. but it's, a, it's, a, it's an authentic vulnerability it's a willing and, and femininity. And a willingness to receive. Yes, that makes men want to give. Yes. Right? And again, everybody here knows I'm happily married, but when I'm around you, I'm like, how can I give? Mm -hmm. And that's a magical quality Thank that you. I think everybody should have. You should have guys who like, what, how can I can contribute to your life? It's the same quality that, sh should you not be married to Bridget and all the rest of it, should we be in a dating relationship, it would, it's that same energy in a man that will make him not just want to you know, sleep with you, but like marry you. It's that follow through energy to make through, you know, make sure her life is better. Yes. So that's a very important quality as a woman. It's not just about being sexy on the outside to get him to want to sleep with you. It's for him to be devoted to you, want to spend his life with you, know that you won't, emasculate him if he loses his job. Know that you're gonna fiercely love him through whatever challenges there are, so he'll wanna spend his life with you. And that, that, right, that gap yeah. is big. Cause, yeah. cause uh, you, we could call you a, a sexy uh, expert, an intimacy expert, but the, you know, the, the big question that people are gonna have is, yeah, it's not that hard to find a guy who wants to sleep with me. It's True. hard to find a good guy who wants to stick around and is going to do so consistently. Mm -hmm. If you, over the course of this conversation, 
could help the way I've sort of reverse engineered my relationship. Here's how I discovered what I did, my own blind spots and flaws. Yeah. If you can reverse engineer that thing yeah. and bottle and sell that, right? That's, right, we're gonna give them as much away as we can in this podcast as we can before people turn to you for private coaching or products or whatever. Perfect. But I really want you to explain what makes you you, which is, again, really, really unique. I've met a lot of people on this planet and Alana has something that Virtually no one I've ever met has, and that's why why she's here today. Thanks. So, where did this begin? Like, how, you know, you you're you're this person. You come from small town Canada, yes, and mm. now you're here on this massive podcast. Not really massive podcast, <laughs> but big enough podcast. Yes. What's what's the two minute journey? The two minute journey. Hopped on Uncle Phil's eighteen wheeler semi at 19, left Canada, quit college, moved to LA to be a dancer and an actress, and I failed. <laughs> so, Failure is an important part of any journey. Yes, um, but I did succeed in getting a job in Japan, so I moved there for four years. I was a dancer, a model, a spokesperson, an English teacher, all these things, met husband number one, Wall Street guy. So I moved back to New York and I had all the money, but I would hide in the closet because I, all of my spirituality, all of my femininity, he didn't like, it made him very nervous, but all of his guy friends, they'd be like slapping me on the ass and inviting me into the, the closet. This good friends. Of, yeah, right? Not good. Um, moved to Los Angeles, um, found my people. Found, with, with him or without with him? With him, with okay. him. Found my spiritual people. And I realized I wasn't weird that I didn't have any interest in going to the Prada sale. That's all the other wives wanted to do. I had an education. I went to an Ivy League school and my heart and spirituality and femininity were what was turning me on. That marriage ended, mother died, met somebody, wanted to replace the, the loss of my mother with anybody with a checkbook and a pulse. I know it wasn't a very good decision, but I was like heartbroken. I did my best at the time, made a bad decision. How old were you? I, I was third. It was in my early thirties, so it was my second marriage. I was all over like the fairy tale thing, you know, like I'm gonna make this work. So I kind of went from my damsel in distress, insecure girl, to my masculine I can be in charge girl, which is really the same issue, just the opposite side of the same coin. So I tried to make that work. That didn't work. So there I was. My mother died. I got a divorce. I had an infant, and I really hit rock bottom. And I'm like, okay, the only person in common here is me. So we need to do some work. And what I realized is I was living my life from like the chin up. You know, my dad was drunk and, and drugs and I was always looking for daddy's attention, willing to put up with a lot just to get that little sliver of love. And I was very insecure, people pleaser and terrified, terrified of, of his outbursts. So I wasn't grounded. I wasn't in my heart. My heart was not open. I had no clue what the word vulnerability meant. I was using my sexuality as a manipulation to get what I wanted. And I was deeply competitive with other women and very unhappy inside. And so I had a whatever come to Jesus moment where I'm like, okay. And I looked at my baby boy and I said, okay, I promise to be a woman of, of power and grace and joy. I'm going to figure this out. And so that began my inward journey away from the spinning head, trying to be good enough and look good and do it right. And sure, I was smart or sure, I was a model, but like that didn't give me fulfillment. At the time, I even had a big million dollar house and all this money in the bank and that didn't give me fulfillment. I was still very scared if I really told the truth, terrified on the inside. So as I did the inner work, which is what I do with a lot of my clients who've been leading with the outside and empty on the inside, bring them on in here. 
so that they actually can get to a place where they no longer derive their worth from the outside in. They know it with certainty from the inside out. And then something inside goes, oh, you didn't know you were doing this for the last 20 years, but you were. And then this happens and then the heart opens and you can receive. And you can also receive somebody seeing your wobbly parts. You don't need to justify. You don't need to pretend. You, you're willing to go, here I am. The good, the bad, the ugly, here I am. Nothing, nothing to do but just connect and be real. And that's part of the quality, I think, that makes you want to provide for me is I don't, I'm not a damsel. I don't even really ask, but I'm sure grateful. But I'm actually willing to let you see my wobbly parts while being totally confident of the parts I'm badass at. De definition of vulnerability. Yeah. Right? And, 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 I, and I love the gift that you'd be willing to give me. And I want to shower you with gratitude and do anything I can to make your life better. And that is, I'm just going to jump in for a second. Please. That's what you do. Yeah. So that's that, like that, the, that, 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 the, the gratitude piece. Yeah. Is uh, authentic. Yeah. Men, if they're good men. Yeah. We understand, without understanding karma, we understand when we're running a karma deficit. When we're, <laughs> when we're, when we've got a girlfriend who's too good for us, who's too generous to us, we know when we're taking versus when we're giving. Right. And a good guy doesn't want to find himself in that position. No. He wants to be the giver. Even if he can't uh, physically protect or financially pr provide, he wants to give however he can. He wants to make you happy. Yeah. That's most people's core value. How do I make my partner happy? This is my special person. Yeah. And so what happens very often, and this not casting aspersions on anybody, this is humanity, yeah. is guys try so hard to please, they do the best that they can, and they go unappreciated. You never let anything go unappreciated. Mm. And that's rare. I mean, that's, that's, that's really rare to vocalize your appreciation so that anybody in your presence gets how they're contributing to your life and then exits the interaction feeling good about themselves. Yeah. Right? Page one of my Why He Disappeared book. Yeah. Right? Men are not about looks. Looks get, get you in the door. But ultimately it's about how he feels when he's around you. Totally. Yeah. And you know what? Even like rewinding the story even earlier where I got that, like we can be told, leave every interaction better than you found it. Like it can just be an intellectual concept and you can do it inauthentically or you can even do it as a manipulation or a strategy. But to do it authentically is what really makes the difference. And when I was 16, shockingly, my best friend that was supposed to come out for the weekend to the cabin died. Jeez. And I remember running down the freeway. It was like a highway, two-lane highway, just screaming at the top of my lungs like, no. I just had never, I mean, my cat hadn't even died. Like, nobody died. And I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around that. And as I did, I went bicycle riding with some friends that night. They were trying to cheer me up. And as I came home, totally clear blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. But as we came down in the opening, and you could see our cabin, like, around this part of the lake, two, two rainbows right onto my, I'm just like, it was the first time I realized there was something beyond this. And my dad, the drunk stone dude, he was the one that got me off the freeway. Never relied on him for anything, you know, wanted his love but was kind of scared of him. Walked down the yellow line, grabbed me, and he goes, if this is it, if you're never going to see your friend again, let's get off. There is life after death. And I'm like, whoa, my dad is spiritual. Who knew? So like that woke me up, kind of opened my heart a little bit to the masculine again and like, okay, well, maybe they're not all so bad. And then this total confirmation that there's life beyond this. I said to myself, would I rather have not met them and thus not be experiencing this pain right now or met them and go through this pain 
and learned I can open my heart in the face of anything. Yes. Right? And so I never not, I never leave a moment to say I love you because you could be dead tomorrow. Like, it's a real thing. It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. That's and right. That is, uh, and it's better to say I love you and make the other person uncomfortable. That's <laughs> their shit, not yours. Can I swear? Yes. Okay. Um, that's their issue, not yours. Yours uh, is to like fully love, fully show up, be yourself, like everybody else can just deal with it. Yes. And the people that are your people will hang with you and those that aren't, hey, that's good, let's get through them faster. I often say you can't do the wrong thing with the right guy. Mm, that's lovely. Um, now, that has limits. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. There's not, it's not a literal thing. Let's to, not push the boundaries let's not on that one. on the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I, could, I mean, I could do anything, really. But in, and it's Ten Commandments. In, no, in general, that's, that's what we're going for, is, yeah. is how could I be real with you? Mm -hmm. Have you see me, accept me for all that I am, and yeah. I will do the same in return for you. So totally. when we get back from the break, yes. we're gonna go deeper on the actual questions that, you've, that, that I'm, I'm supposed to ask today. I, I never stick with these questions. Don't worry. When we okay. come back from the break, we're gonna get a little more Alana Pratt. This is Evan Mark Katz and the Love You Podcast. Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, back with the Love You podcast with my friend Alana Pratt. Um, I'm surprised the board hasn't come up yet, but it's always juicy. Juicy? It's always juicy with you. It's Thank one you. of your favorite words. <laughs> it is so we're Delicious, having, we're, juicy, we're luscious. Ha we're having a juicy conversation. There's juices emanating <laughs> during this conversation. Juices are flowing. And um, we left off uh, talking about being grateful. Grateful for, for the, men. For, yeah, grateful to what he provides. And, totally. And before I get into it, the, the objection that I always get is, but it, it's essentially always, but he's not. But he's not that good to me. He's abusive. He's distant. Why should I give more when I get less? My, my, oh, my instant answer is if you're always on the losing end, you shouldn't be with that guy. Period. Right. Like that's, people think that, oh, I'm supposed to be really sweet to some guy who's a jerk. No. no, you shouldn't date the jerk. So yeah. this is under the presumption that you've got a good guy on your hands. Alana, yes. what do you do? Yes. Um, and one little caveat there too, just so, for some understanding, because I never s started out to coach men. It just sort of happened. And I think honestly, it was about healing my own daddy issues, healing my own issues about my ex taking me to court with custody. Like I could have easily been a very crunchy bitch right now who hated men. It would have been really easy, let me tell you. So I think part of the gift of coaching men is that I see beneath those exteriors, which are like, frankly, emasculated hearts. And then they come out like jerks or they're spinning in their head, doubting themselves all the time, or they just lead with their cock and they're too slimy. Well, okay, don't date them, send them to me for coaching. But the deal is that their heart has been so wounded that they don't, they're in survival. They're just in fight or flight. And quite often when an issue comes up in a relationship and he bites like that, or he does the list of things that you just said, if it's not how, who he is all the time, part of the issue is he's terrified and he's never going to admit it to you. So um, one of the ways you can shift this in a relationship and just be like this forever, as I was saying, be grateful to a man, is that he, he needs that uh, healing energy. Sexual energy is not just the bow and chicka, bow and bow energy. It's, it's this long span of like healing, tender, caring, soft. It's very beautiful, sensual energy that a woman can 
uh, radiate or, or give or be. It can move up to the creative, like you're gonna knock this out at work or create this for the kids or, or put on this amazing outfit. Like it's really incredible, alive um, creative energy, this sexual energy. It can also move into fierce love. Like, I love you so much. I can't stand to see you on the couch. I know your boss was a jerk. I know you could blame him, but like, let it go and get out there because the world needs you. Which could be taken as anger if it came from a closed heart. But it would probably sound more like, why are you on the couch? You know, right? It's probably something like that. But if you go and, and move through your own fears that are the bills going to get paid and love him and tell him how much you fiercely love him, that'll actually inspire him. So that's sexual energy too. And then all the way to your your like really sexy, erotic, naughty like expression of yourself. So all of this energy is a gift to a man to keep that heart of his open or soothed if it's been wounded and he'll go, wow, I, I can get through anything with this woman. I've, yeah, I've never had anybody love me unconditionally, accept me as I am, put up with my faults and still be there. Mm. And again, I, I say it all the time in my own relationship. I've you know, dated a, a whole bunch and the mm -hmm. thing that separates my wife from everybody I've ever met is she doesn't have your thing, but she does have that core, I love you, I don't ask you to change. Yep. You are you know, you are everything to me. Yep. I don't spend any time thinking about how I could do better or micromanaging you, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean she thinks I'm always right, doesn't mean she, you know, but but fundamentally, mm -hmm. the core is acceptance yeah. and appreciation. Mm -hmm. And it's so rare to find that mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll devote my life to you, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want, mm -hmm. just because you're the only person in 300 dates that ever accepted me. Mm. Um, and fundamentally, what that says to me is that on the inside, she's done her own work to accept herself. She, you can't... She's a unicorn. <laughs> my wife is a unicorn. And and that's that's really hard. She has never taken a course or done self-help or gone to therapy. She's a sort of a freak. But she's of, been through relationships that didn't work. She's been burned. It's it's almost like she has an etch-a-sketch memory. <laughs> like she's been cheated on, like didn't bring it to our relationship. Dad is an alcoholic, divorced, didn't bring it to our relationship. It's, she's, I, I can't really teach how to be like her because she's so. But if we broke it down from unconscious competence into conscious competence, like even that. though she might not have done that personally, I can see because I've only got to know her a little bit, yeah. but what I've seen is that she has a willingness to forgive herself and forgive others, a willingness to open her heart and not keep it closed, a willingness not to judge herself or others. She sees the good in people always. Mm -hmm. um, I joke that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, she'd be engaged next week. <laughs> like that's, that's who she is. She just, she likes people, she likes everybody, she likes everything. She's yeah. not discriminating. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not most people. So to, to, to tell people to be that way when it's not their natural personality type is, is kind of salmon swimming upstream. Sure, but we can still go in that direction, you know? I, what I want is that that piece, which I feel like we, we didn't nail down, because mm. I love the, the spectrum of the sexy, energy, mm -hmm. right? Gratitude turning into irresistibility. Thank you. To be grateful, you think of yourself like a vessel. In order to give something, you have to have something to give. I can't give you 10 bucks if I don't have 10 bucks, right? So if I'm going to give you my gratitude and appreciation, I first must be filled with it to the overflow in order to give it, which feels good, which looks like radiance, which allows you to be not looking on the outside to get something and take something, but Scarcity, to be- Scarcity, fear. Mm -hmm. You're in this open, receptive, allowing, feminine, inviting space just to be grateful. I which... get it. How does someone get there when they're not feeling it? I'm, I'm going to be 
the viewer the who's like, yeah, that sounds great, right? And it works. There's no doubt that that is more attractive, and it's more attractive when you see that in a man, a man who's abundant and generous and comfortable in his own skin. You're attracted to it too. Mm -hmm. So the question is not whether that's effective behavior, mm -hmm. right? But if I'm feeling scarce, fearful, wary, mm -hmm. how can I overflow with joy, radiate appreciation mm -hmm. when every guy that I've ever met is a threat? Coach with me, I would tell you that just straight up. You get the point of bridging that Here's where we want to be, here's where I am. That's why I have a thriving business. I totally get it. So what's happening in order for you not to do this, we could, it's not really how it works, but it's a great way to visualize it. There's a part of you on the inside terrified that a smart, successful woman does not want anybody to know. Push her away, put her in the closet. I'm not even gonna deal with her, right? Just avoid, avoid, make wrong. Would you just stop being scared? Let's imagine it's one of your children. Would you talk to your children that way? Would you leave them in a closet and the only time you're going to open the door is to yell at them and then shut the door again? That is how, and me too, I'm totally, this happened to me because I'm a very smart, successful woman. How on earth did I marry a sociopath? Well, there was a sliver, maybe not most of me, but there was a sliver of me that bought into his spiel because inside she was insecure. She was scared. I didn't want anybody to know it. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to deal with it. I wasn't going to go to a therapist about it. Oh my God, no, just push, 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 push. But I got burned. And a lot of smart, beautiful women get burned by this because they're unwilling to just be courageous and humble, which is different than willpower and pushing. Courageous and humble to go, I have a little sliver. This little piece right here, she's insecure. And she's the reason why I can't just exhale. She's the reason why I can't just open and receive. She's the reason why I feel terrified to let go of control. She's the reason why I'm not gonna let any man ever hurt let, me again. Let me jump in. Does that it, make sense? It does, there's so much there. Okay. Um, and I don't want to lose the yes. whole thread. Yeah. In that relationship where there was a sliver of insecurity, yeah. there's, there's, always, there's always two things, right? I could, I could shore up my insecurity and, and be more secure and more trusting. Right? Or on the other hand, I could break up with this person because I'm secure enough that I could do better. How do people distinguish the difference? Right? Because, because your insecurity that you didn't feel safe in that relationship is something you swept under the rug mm -hmm. and it came back to burn you. People do that all the time, right? And it's a big part of my love you coaching practice is, is listening to that little voice, Yes. right? A good relationship does not take work. It's fundamentally easy. It's fundamentally joyous, mm. right? It takes effort, but it's not work. Right. We're, gonna, we're gonna try to keep this thing together. No, no. Right? So when someone is experiencing a, a low level of anxiety, do you want that low level of anxiety for your whole life? No. But people accept it all the time. I know. So uh, what, what is, we've, we've gone on a tangent, which is inevitable, but. How do you decide between. Yeah, am, yeah. I, am I being too insecure right. with a trustworthy man? Right. Or is my gut telling me something about I'm making a bad decision mm -hmm. and, and people don't even trust their own judgments. Well, this is it. There's no way you can trust yourself when you can't hear your intuition. So if your heart is closed and you're marred with the past and judgment and fear and all this, there's no way you can hear your intuition, which puts you up into your head, makes you spin even faster, trust people even less, be even more terrified. And then it's just a crapshoot. I'll break up, break up with them. I'll be on my own. I'll stay with them. It doesn't even matter. The, the key is with that journey I was saying inside to heal yourself, that's not just access to this openness and allowing. It's access to your, to your discernment, to your awareness, to your uh-huh, uh-uh, to your intuition, your feminine. You know it. 
place. That's the same. Once this little piece of you that you've been abusing and avoiding is healed and finally calms down, it's like da 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 da. You just connect and you no longer need to trust him and hope and control that he's going to be a good guy. You just know that's on the inside. And you know it with work, you know it with men, you know it everywhere. I, uh, this is the third, fourth interview that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, Rhonda Britton, Catherine Woodward Thomas, Carol Allen, um, our crowd. Our crowd, yeah. Um, and I'm always amazed at the wisdom of the women who are sitting across from me and how almost like a religion, uh, everybody ends up pointing in the same direction, right? Like, you know, I couldn't say it the way you say it. I don't have your life experience. I cannot tell women exactly how to get their sexy back. But everything you say really overlays onto what I'm doing, which mm -hmm. is, you know, you're in your head, you have to feel with your heart. Mm -hmm. I could teach you a bunch of cerebral concepts about what to look for in someone. Yes. But ultimately it's how do I feel when I'm with him? Mm -hmm. How do I feel when I'm not with him? Mm -hmm. Right? Am I afraid that he'll never call me again? Am I afraid that he's going to cheat on me? Am I, am I afraid that he's pulling away? Or do I trust that I can give him all the freedom in the world? Mm -hmm. and he's going to come back to me mm -hmm. and he's going to do the right thing and he's going to treat me well 95% of the time mm -hmm. and the 5% of the time that we disagree, we get over that quickly. Sure. The only, and I love you so much, the only flaw in that philosophy is assuming she's a healthy woman to start with and can discern. But if she's wounded or has been burned so many times that she has a barrier and she can't trust or hear the answers to all those questions, she could make wrong mistakes and let this great guy leave. So there's just, for some women, a layer of healing to clink into, clunk into, and, and, so that she could do everything you and just said. And that is exactly why you're here, and yes. Rhonda was here, and yes. Catherine was here. Yes. Right? Women who are compliments to me. Totally. Right? Yep. Feminine energy, yep. healers who deal with past and fear. And then right? do everything his, and, and, he yeah, says and, and in I'll, the work. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take you from there, yeah. right, and walk you through a six-month process and yep. love you to help you make good decisions. Totally. But... I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to heal your past. I did not come from a background of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I don't claim to. I don't know what I don't know. Right. So right. that's why I, I think it's so important to have complementary people in my life who mm -hmm. reinforce this same message. I so agree. Yeah. Um, we could do this forever, but <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to stick with our schedule. We're going to take a break. This is Alana Pratt. I'm Evan Marquez. This is the Love You Podcast, and we will be right back. This is the Love You Podcast. I'm Evan Marquette. This is my special guest, Alana Pratt. We are continuing our conversation on how to help women uh, understand men and get into their sexual energy, um, their appreciation, their gratitude, and bring out the best in your partner. Right? This isn't for the sake of attracting men. This is for the sake of, of, of connecting with men for the long term. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's why this is so uh, valuable. Um, and so... I'm a coach for women. I've been a coach for women since 2010. Uh, I coached everybody before that, and I figured out, oh, 80% of the people who are coming to me are women. Maybe I should focus on them. Yeah. Um, you have the unique ability to go back and forth between coaching men and coaching women, mm -hmm. coaching women who have uh, trouble getting into their feminine side, and men who need to get their balls back, mm -hmm. right? And you know, get on their game and be, be more confident in uh, communicating and attracting women. I call them noble badasses. Noble badasses. But they're fundamentally nice guys who are willing to do the work. Noble. 
Yes. Badass. Got it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> wants it, right? I call it the nice guy with balls. Everybody wants that. The nice guy with balls. So um, these guys who come to you, yeah. right? These are good guys. These are marriage-oriented guys, mm -hmm. right? They, they've been burned by women. They've been divorced. They've been hurt. They don't know how to get back on their feet. And they're, they're, they, like you, are mistrustful of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. What are they saying about women? Yeah. Well, sometimes they're also in a marriage. Um, they've sometimes had an affair, feel horrible about it, don't want to ruin the relationship, but things need to change. Or sometimes they want to have an affair, but they don't want to, so they're looking for coaching. So, so it's interesting. Half of them are single and half of them are in a relationship that's not working. Got it. And across the board, they don't feel appreciated. They feel like every, anytime they ask for sex, it's like that's all that, that they're interested in. That's the perception of the woman. And they don't have a clue how to be in her, we'll call it like an emotional storm, like when she's freaked out. But it could be freaked out with an orgasm or freaked out with anger or freaked out with sadness. But any of these heightened emotions, they're like, oh, I have no clue what to do. And then they like shut off and then she feels unsupported, etc. Right, so we see the cycle. Right. So they're... so he's not a bad guy per se. No. Doesn't... But he he's not handling her bringing out the best in her, in turn, she's not bringing out the best in him. Exactly. So it's never one-sided. No. Everybody always has something to contribute. But one of the main things is that they see their woman become a man. That she, even if she's in her feminine, which we, we think is a mother, or she's in her job and she's creative and she's all alive, that he, she won't let him lead. She won't let him win. She won't let him contribute, guide, nothing. Like she can totally do it herself, which is a lovely quality of a woman as opposed to a damsel in distress, but there's another level of evolution for a woman who can do it all herself. But would you would you pass me that, please? Or would you open it? Like, I know you can open the jar of peanut butter, but even just something as simple as that is letting him win. You have no idea how good it makes a man feel. My wife said that to me last night. She was making, she was making, I don't know if it was gazpacho. I don't know, she was making something yeah. and she needed me to, to squeeze the orange juicer because the, it was just too much on her forearms and I'm like all hobbled with my, my messed up angle. And but she, she showed up because you were yeah, her she, hero. And, and, she, and she does it in a joking way. She's like, my big strong man, could you come and help me? And I'm like, I limp over. I'm so not a big strong man. But, but it, I do it and it's the thing that for whatever reason, whether it's real or not, it makes me feel like I have value. Completely. Yes, and here's the core underneath why women um, do this. A lot of us women have been raised that you do it yourself that if you do this, then you're worthy. If you can accomplish this you on your own. And you can't depend on a man, which... Don't you dare yeah. depend on a man. Don't you let anybody see you sweat. Like there's all of these good intentions that our parents raised us with to be independent women that emasculate unknowingly men left, right, and center. And there's a real sense of, I'm a weak loser if I ask you to do this. And so women won't open. Women won't receive. Women won't let him shine. And he feels well, they unappreciated. They won't let him make decisions. That was a big one. And again, I want to I wanna frame this properly because you said something that someone could read as controversial. Women mm. have become men, right? The what? complaint of my male clients in coaching sessions with me is that's yes. what's happened. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's their perception is mm -hmm. women have become men. And we, we're defining men as... Masculine energy. Right. Which is... Con well, she's going to make the decisions herself. She's mm -hmm. going to handle everything herself. She's going to accomplish everything herself. But what, what if I can't? What if I can't trust him to do anything? Probably you haven't made space for him to step up. Or, or you're dating a guy who is a loser. Sorry. Right. No, <laughs> right. So, so let's distinguish. Like, yes. there's always that thing. If you're with a guy that you think is that incompetent that you can't let him make a decision, go find a different guy. Don't stay with a guy and make him feel 
like a loser. And right. again, even even my own super wife does this with me sometimes because mm -hmm. she's I make the money and she's a stay-at-home mom and she handles the domestic routine and mm -hmm. she'll get frustrated with me that I don't wash the lettuce the right way or I I don't close the dishwasher the right way and I'm like, but then really, you, but really? then you want to learn. Thank you. This is what I would say. Thank you so much for washing the lettuce for me. It would make me so happy if you know those little places inside there where you, if you could get those all cleaned out, oh, I would be so grateful. I know. Could you just do your best? But just thank you, right? Like ask with kindness, put things in a sandwich, acknowledge him, say something juicy in the middle, make it so that he'd be turned on to do this for you and be grateful at the end. I don't have anybody that's doing my lettuce right now. I'm single right now. So like, let's just be grateful that you're even giving it a try, okay? So she, 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 again, she acknowledges, she goes, you try harder than anybody. And this was in our wedding vows. Yeah. She's like, this is one of the things I love about you. Yeah. Is that you're always trying hard, hard to be better. Yeah. You don't, you try to be a better husband and father and, and businessman and you read incessantly. You're not content. So you already win over every husband in, you know, in our crowd because you're at least trying to do better. Right. And so catch him in the act. <clears throat> catch him in the act and praise. Catch him in the act and be grateful. But it's and then hard. use your feminine invitation to, to shift things, whether that's in the bedroom or washing lettuce. You're 100% right. The way that would make you even more fulfilled. I, because if you walk around <laughs> crunchy or cranky all the time, nothing's going to go down well in your relationship. I'm, I'm only pointing out because it's useful to hear. I praise my wife incessantly, mm -hmm. right? As, as the type O wife, anybody can marry her and be happy. She's yes. the unicorn. That my muse, the one I teach everybody to be like, mm -hmm. and even she's like, I can't believe you forgot to do this. Like, how could you do this? And I'm like, you know what? And then because I come from my background, I don't get angry or take it personally. Mm -hmm. I will almost point out what you're pointing out, mm -hmm. which is, hey, I'm doing the best that I can here, mm -hmm. and if you are upset that I'm sitting on the couch reading my phone while you're running around in the kitchen, tell, teach me how to do things your way, and I'll be pleased to help you. But right. don't glare at me because I'm not doing anything. Right. Right. This, Just this to tell, tell, tell me what to do. I'll do it. I'm glad to contribute. But and don't, the, don't, don't build up resentment for me because I'm not you and I don't do things your way. Exactly. And, and you, but you have to be able to have that discussion without it being a blow up. Exactly. And when you've worked all day and you're tired and then you come home and you have this much patience, to be able to cultivate that kindness or that juiciness or that <laughs> invitational feminine energy when you're still in masculine go, 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 do, do, do mode is, is a challenge. So what are we going to do as women? Because we're going to be responsible for our great lives. We can create change. Yeah, you can't, you can't, it's, it's easy to say men, 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 and you'd be right 99 times out of 100. Here are the flaws of, of men, right? In spite of that, since we can't overall change men unless they're literally coming to you, Assuming it's not Alana's client, mm -hmm. what are we going to do with the good man in front of, right, the good but flawed man in front of me? Mm -hmm. How am I going to bring out his best mm -hmm. based on these, these very common complaints that men have about being uh, the equivalent of, of henpecked husbands who can't make any decision because it's going to be second-guessed or overruled? Exactly, exactly. So we just, as I said before, this invitational way of asking, put something in a sandwich, how grateful you are for something. The compliment sandwich. In, yeah, the, and then invite it with, with how it would make you happy, or if you feel like it would make you juicy, or it would just make you the luckiest woman on the planet, or it would just make me not have a nervous breakdown. Like whatever you need to say that's authentic in the center, and then I love you, thank you for trying. So speak like that. But who can speak like that when you're still go, go, go and stressed out? So let's take one step behind that. Are you taking sensual time for yourself? 
Are you taking feminine time for yourself? Are you taking the energy of allowance, receptivity, nourishment, replenishment? Like, what are you doing for yourself? Do you just work out at the boot camp? Which I guess is good to get rid of the fat, but what are you doing like that makes you feel beautiful? makes you feel soft, makes you feel valued. Like it could be nature, could be baths, it could be like, when's the last time you bought new underwear? Like have you just been able to take your shoes off, put your feet on the grass outside and just be grateful for five things and think of one wonderful thing that your partner did for you, even if it was like five years ago, <laughs> whatever, work at it. Find that thing you're grateful for. Take a few breaths and remember, because even just two or three breaths, I'm in charge, I'm in control. No, like if you just exhale all the way, something will breathe you. Something will, if you just wait around long enough. That's the universe. Actually, if you are a yogini or have any practice with breath whatsoever, something's breathing us. You're not alone. You don't have to do it all yourself. And just, I mean, that took like, what, 20 seconds, 30 seconds? <sighs> then walk in the house. You'll be grateful for this guy. Some women don't have guys, right? And you'll be grateful that he's at least doing his best. You'll be more in your feminine openness, willingness to invite him into his best. And then the result will be, dun, 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 he remembers next time, or he's he loves he, you. He, he shows can... he shows up better. Yes. Yeah. He he gets the positive reinforcement rather Anybody's than the negative. Anybody's going to show up better. Rather than the negative reinforcement. Again, imagine your your boss at work is constantly criticizing you. Right? There's not much incentive to want to go to work or do a better job. Right. Right? Praise goes a very, very long way. And, and it's the thing that we forget when we take people for granted so true. in relationships when we get so comfortable. I am just being myself. Yeah. Why do I have to praise this guy for doing nothing? Right. Right? What if he's not? Right? So I'm 100% I'm with you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, this is so important to me mm -hmm. um, because it's the thing that, it's not that I'm not allowed to say. When I say it, right, and I'm a male coach who talks to women, mm -hmm. it sounds like I'm mansplaining. Here, women, here's how you should be. Mm. When it's not, this is, it's a human thing, right? You could, you could reverse the genders on this and it's no different. Yeah. Right, but who are we talking to? We're talking to women, right, saying we can't change men, right? We can't change your city, we can't change match.com, we can't change society, but we what we can do is bring out the best in people the way, as I said, you bring out something in me mm -hmm. that my wife doesn't always bring out in me. She She's an acts of service person, mm -hmm. you know, five love languages, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> she does things for me that let me know. I tell her I love her probably five times more than she tells me, because mm. I'm a words guy. Yeah. You use words, mm -hmm. and so that connects with me, mm -hmm. right? It's always, yeah. you great man, how are you? And I mean it. But who says that? <laughs> who says, imagine? Imagine someone who said that. See, I mean, I'm talking to women. Imagine you had a, a boyfriend. I'm talking to women. Oh, yeah. You beautiful woman. What can I do for you today? <laughs> Your head would explode if you had a right? boyfriend who did that. Yeah, call him lover. Like, use words that just evoke what you would... Like, don't say, hey, honey. That's more like, even though it might be nice, but call him something sexier. I tell that to women in online dating. They're like, it's not really my personality. I said, you're literally writing an email that says... Hey cutie, can't wait to talk to you on the phone, XO. Like, it's tiny. We now have emojis. All these things help, <laughs> but just tiny little things that make, oh. make it sound not like business correspondence and it works like a charm because men get it so rarely. It's so true. People literally tell me, men tell me all the time when I send my newsletters, because if you're a woman, I'll say, hey, deliciously radiant Joanne. But if it's a man, I'd be like, hey, noble badass Evan or whatever. Like, I'll say this because I want to go, I see you. 
I see you. I see that there's stuff in front. Yeah. I see and that I, you've got I, challenges. And I see the best of you. I see the best of you. And I'm going to hold the ceiling here. Yes. So if that's who you be in your relationship and you act as if you've got this wonderful man that claims you and is there for you and listens to you and guides you and splays you open and lets you just, I can swear, right? Yeah, fucks me to the ends of the universe. Like, if you like have your moment in yourself and you just feel the feelings of what that would be like and then you send a text or then you walk in the front door, you're being different. You're being the space, the vibration. It's just quantum physics, people. Like if you are just wanting this as a life, but you're saying, well, you're never going to get that. Be her. And as you said, if he's not going to step up, then step aside. That's fine. Bless him and release him. Yeah. But make room for who can meet you there and be that. Yeah. They men People can feel often it. Lower, lower themselves to, to match the energy of their low quality, low integrity man. And then complain about it. Right. Yeah. No. I, 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 I always say um, it's full trust or no trust. You, you lead yeah. with, with your best. If he yeah. disappoints you, you could take the trust away. But you can't treat every guy as if he's the next criminal who's going to destroy you. Totally. And you're not breakable. <clears throat> you're not breakable. That's a good line. Well, it's true. It's actually factually true. When we do this work and we go and we look at all these places that we're ashamed of or avoiding or making wrong about ourselves, the experience in our bodies is that we are breakable. We do have like a broken heart, but that's actually incorrect. We just have a wound that if you left any wound you know, taken care of, it will fester. But just go in there and like, hey, little one, so he was a meanie. That sure sucked, didn't it? As you're like talking to this little part of you. Well, what did we learn? Well, there was red flags, but you didn't listen. I'm like... You're right, I didn't listen, did I? I just got it. You're right, okay, so we could learn that. And you start to build this sense of internal trust, internal growth, internal evolution, so that you're never gonna trust a guy. He's uncontrollable. You can't control the world. Like, we might as well like let this out of the bag right now. You can't control the world as much as you try, nor can you control a man, but you can control how you show up, how you respond, and you can learn to trust yourself. And that's all you've really ever got going for you. So given that, given it's a, Shit fire, I don't know what he's gonna do. You can always trust yourself. You've always got your own back. So show up with your best self. Show up asking for everything that would delight you. Show up praising. Show up being alive in your juicy body. And sure, be accomplished and do all that stuff too, but value both because he values both. He might be impressed by everything you can do by day, but he wants to claim you, love you, be devoted to you if he can get in there with you and win with you. So your feminine is just as valuable as your masculine inside. And then, yeah, if he turns out not to be a good one, bless him and release him. But if he is a good one, then you've really got a hot relationship. Yeah, man. But I'm bummed. That's uh, it's what I call being the benevolent CEO. Right? The men are the interns applying for a job with you. Totally. Right? But you create a great working atmosphere. Anybody would want to work here at Google. No, so and you just, you just create the best possible environment and you're going to feed them and you're going to give them perks and you're going to give them a little scooter you could get around the office. And you're going to make sure that they, they have massages during the day. I mean, what does Google do to ensure that its employees are happy? <laughs> like, Blue jobs in the middle of the day. <laughs> Whatever, man. Let's create an environment where any sane employee would be like, I, I want to work here. I, I can't get a better job than this. No, it's so right? true. And if he isn't worthy of the job, you always have the right to cut him loose and find totally. another intern. Like, I want women to get that there's such a gift to be around. There's such nourishment to men. It just feels so good when you're around a woman who's at peace with who she is, loves herself unconditionally, you know, isn't hiding parts of herself, isn't judging parts of herself, because if she is, eventually she'll judge him too and he can sense it. Like, she's just authentic, vulnerable, and he'll want to do the world for you. I know where we're going after this. Oh, do you? All right. I do. I don't. So, so we're gonna, You're we're, the man. You're we're gonna, we're gonna be right back. My name is Evan Marquez. This is my good friend Alana Pratt. This is the Love You Podcast.
Welcome back to the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. This is my friend Alana Pratt. And in our last segment, we were talking about uh, appreciation, giving, uh, how to be a more generous partner. And, and all I could think, because I get emails from strangers on Facebook and my blog that always seem to twist or misinterpret this subject, is I'm already a giving person. Mm. I cook him dinner. Oh. I make plans for the weekend for to him. I'm calling him and I'm texting him. I'm already mm -hmm. so giving mm -hmm. and I'm unappreciated. And I'm empty. Right, yeah. And I'm unappreciated. Exactly. Yeah. And you want me to give more? Yeah. So help me, dis <laughs> help me distinguish because yeah. there is a different kind of feminine giving than masculine giving. True. And could you help untangle that for people who feel depleted from their giving and don't receive as much in return? Exactly. Well, first we want to look at the core of where are you giving from? Are you giving from lack and scarcity and fear and spinning in your head? And if I don't give, then I'm going to lose them. Don't ever give from that place because you're going to actually push away. It's sort of like here you are and here he is and you're giving, giving. So he does that. Okay, so that's, don't just don't even do that. If you're giving from a place of fullness, which is why we do our inner work, which is why we do our enjoying our bodies, which is why we exhale and replenish, which is why we come from fullness. When you're already full, giving is a gift. It's not an obligation, it's not a strategy, it's not an agenda, it's truly because it would make me happy. Okay, so that's the first foundational place you wanna give from. The second thing we wanna talk about is men are not as- You're not giving to achieve something. No, you're it's giving because- there's, no, there's no agenda. No I'm agenda. not giving to make you love me. No. I'm giving because- Because I, I love you. Because it would be really cool and fun, yeah. not because I need to, yeah. right? There's no attachment to the result. Yes. Here's a gift, I love you. You know, this Now like, I expect uh, you to- Right, okay, that's not what we're talking about. So that's your first place. Figure out where the core is and come from fullness. Second, Men tend to give more of like things and tickets and dinners and all this kind of stuff, but the, the men don't really like to receive those as much as they enjoy receiving touch, time together, presence, praise, this kind of thing. And I think a lot of us women go, well, I'm not a piece of meat. I'm a work of art and I'm not going to give him sex until he blah, blah, blah. And we, we somehow go, well, my intelligence is valued here, but my sexuality is valued down here. Why? Why can't we see our touch our smile, our kindness, our, like as as equal to every other part of ourselves. Why are we devaluing any part well, of ourselves? That's, that's the love languages thing, and it's it's it, there's how you give, but there's also how your partner wants to receive. I'm, so if, if, if the, the 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 five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman, like the 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 story of that book, right? The one that I took out of the whole book is there's a woman who thinks she's a great wife because she cooks some dinner every night and. What objectively, that's very, very thoughtful, time-consuming, generous. Yes. And the husband is completely dissatisfied because she never wants to sleep with him. Mm -hmm. So there's a disconnect between what she's giving and what he wants to receive. And ultimately, good relationships are where both parties are receiving what they need. Mm -hmm. And I have not ever met a man who doesn't appreciate touch. We don't need like copulation, copulation, although that's fabulous. It's more about what can we as women do to get him out of his head? He's been out there like we have, you know, like get the tiger, get the tiger all day. Like just this men can bring him, touch. bring him into his body right? It is so valued by men. And if women, we would see our touch as just as sacred and valuable as our accomplishments and, and be willing to lead with whatever he requires to bring the intimacy and connection together, your giving could literally just be the way you look at him across the table and just go, hey, how's your day? I was thinking about you. 
holy crap, more than the doing and the doing. The, the doing is just more of our masculine that we've been doing all day. It really doesn't require much energy or effort on the woman's part to make a man feel so seen, so gotten, so heard, so appreciated just by our look, our gaze, our touch, and our listening. That's the magic. Shut the fuck up. He has a lot to say if we would just shut up. That's hard and it's challenging. And some women hear this and say, oh, she just wants me to be a Stepford wife from the 1950s. No. Of course not. Of course not. But that is someone doesn't do this. You're telling me I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong. This is who I am. Right? And ultimately, my, my ethos is there's no right or wrong. There's effective and ineffective. Are you getting what you want out of life and relationships? If mm -hmm. you are, go on with your bad self. Mm -hmm. right? There's zero criticism. Right. If you're not finding that you're connecting with men, right. to me, what I give, what you give, mm -hmm. is very powerful, simple advice. And echoed that works. And everything you said is stuff I've, again, not to diminish it, is stuff I've already said but it's more powerful coming from you. Well, sometimes just hearing it again. But it's, I think it's more powerful coming from you um, because you're a woman. I'm just the guy who's like, well, here's what I want. I want a woman who, right, who listens to me and, and, uh, and praises me and compliments me and sounds like male insecure ego thing. When we, I think we need to frame it as, well, how, do we, how do you make him feel good? How do you make him feel accepted, appreciated, admired, mm -hmm. and you're right. It's it's. You don't have to buy him five hundred dollar concert tickets. It no. is it is a tiny thing. It's thank you so much for getting me those five hundred dollar concert tickets. I that's so much to spend, but I'm sure it's going to be an amazing experience. And I'm so grateful that I have a guy who could provide for me like that. Yeah, that is that's his gift. Yeah, and then he something happens to him, and he like sits up taller, and then and then you can like relax more, and he can be there for you, and you can he's the banks of the river, and you can be the river, like the dynamic that you're looking for to exhale at the end of the day. He can be that by simply like he's a plant, like just give him some <laughs> sunshine and some water and he'll just like do anything for you. It's really not as hard. And I'm also a very driven, successful woman. So I, I work hard all day. I, I talk to my girlfriends to get all my crap out. I don't make him into my therapist. I don't make him into my girlfriend. I don't ask for what. But what if, what if, what if you want to connect with him that way? I mean, that's a, that's a reasonable need. I'll I'll but I'm not going to, I'm not, I have a therapist for, a th well, I don't have a therapist, I don't believe in therapy, but I have a coach, I have a healer, I have my, my clients, I have all that. I'm not looking to him for those roles, but I am looking for intimacy and connection. But what I'm saying is I'm not waiting and I've got all these things I want to talk to him about and I just dump it on him because that's not actually his role. And nor am I looking for him like, like a girlfriend. If, if I'm coaching men, mm -hmm. I would tell them, yes, get used to that role. Like I, I get out of work. And my wife is, tells me a hundred stories about what happened with the kids during the day that are no more interesting than the surface of this table. <laughs> but it's because this is her day and she needs to talk. And, and, if I, I, was... and I need to do my best to be present and listen. It is true. Right? And like, that if, is a if, love, if, that if, is a gift. If, I'm, if I'm coaching men, yes. right? it's let her talk about something that has very little interest to you. Sorry. Um, and do your best to be right. present. And, and, and vice versa. Right? But because that's, we're coaching women right now. That's, but it's gender neutral advice. He's yes. going to want to tell you about his day because he's mm -hmm. out there slaying dragons too. Mm -hmm. And he's going to need to download before he can get present mm -hmm. at being at home. Right? There's, guess, the, there's, the big, there's the big meeting or the fight with the guy at, the, at work who didn't appreciate his efforts. And 
he needs that too. Most men True. need that. I guess what I'm saying is, can what would it take if we really do value our relationships and we're putting all this work into going to a trainer to get a great body or we're putting, like, let's put some energy into making our relationships work. Yes. They don't just, like, happen. Yes, we want there to be ease and all the rest of it. But, like, if you as a man, it's before you could come it's home. effort and focus rather than work. Yes, could set yourself up to have the best experience with your partner. Mm -hmm. A woman would take some downtime, maybe talk to a girlfriend to get some stuff off her chest, maybe like change her clothes, do something to feel more receptive and open. He needs to have his man cave time, park at the park like for 10 minutes and just like take some downtime so that you can transition and you don't have to like not be a good listener to her and make her feel not heard. Like when I coach people, I'm like set yourself up for the best experience when you're with this very important person. That's that's great, and I've never heard that said that way before. Mm. So uh, I I 100% concur. What are other things that like practical tools that women can use to, I guess, connect better with their men or make their men feel more connected and devoted to them? Like like tangible things. I yeah. mean, you, you use the example of touch. I was I've never said this anywhere before. I wrote a poem when I was in a junior in high school, it was called Touch. Aww. And I had a crush on this girl. Um, she's probably not listening, she's a Facebook friend, but she's probably not listening. <laughs> um, I had this crush on this girl and yeah. I would tutor her in math and she would play piano. And I remember one time she, she was just talking to me. And again, I was just the nice guy who wanted to be around the pretty girl. There was no, I had no game, no nothing. Uh -huh. And she, she did this with me. And I was like, <gasps> She touched me. My right. crush touched me. She didn't, it was just the way she talked. She didn't mean it. Yes. And I knew it, even in writing this poem, which I presented to her. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I even, I knew, I knew that it didn't mean anything. But I also realized in that moment when I was 16, uh, how rare it is yeah. to get touched. Because guys do not communicate that way. You get, you may get a bro hug before you leave a party. Right. But there's no such thing as real yeah. touch yeah. and affection. Yeah. So, a dollop of it goes so far, yeah. and I try to express this to women. They're like, but he's a stranger. I don't, what if I don't want to? Like, it's, there's always the excuse as to why not to be that way. And I'm like, touch him on the hand, touch him on the knee. Yes. Take him by the arm when you're walking down the street. These tiny little gestures that and let him know, yes, you're on the right track. Yes, I find you attractive. Yes, and, and I think women, if we go back a step, we don't really touch ourselves. I think a lot of the touch we have in life is just sexual. Like we don't, we're not like in Paris where the women walk down the street together, down the Champs-Elysees, right? Arm in arm. That's kind of weird here. We don't do that. So I think it's important to have healthy touch in your life. Like I take a pole dancing class, but the whole first hour is the workout. But when you like touch your, like you stretch down your leg, you're asked to touch your leg the whole way down. All like, and I'm like, oh my God, I've never touched myself except like to turn somebody on, right? Like. If there's an agenda, but just to be kind to our body. It's amazing how much easier it is to stay out of your spinning head, doubts, fear, lack, and in your heart and in your body when you just are kind to yourself. So it doesn't need to be masturbation, although I love that, but just like kind touch to yourself. Just check in. If you can start to do that, you'll be amazed at how much more grounded, centered, all of the stress cortisol is going to go away. Like you're just going to, I got my back. I'm a good person. I'm okay. Just that. If you can be that with yourself and have that sense of exhale, it's so much easier just to reach out. It's just a hand. It's not going to bite you. It's going to be fine. But if you can't even do that to yourself, but I don't want to. You I don't, can't do that. I don't want to send the wrong message to the man. I mean, I, so the people make that leap. Like, 
oh, this means I'm going to sleep with him, <laughs> right? Like there's that, there's that, if I show anything, well, that it's an invitation for him. And people don't want to make that commitment. They, people are understandably guarded, right? So I'm just playing devil's advocate with you. I believe in all of this. Well, I right? wouldn't, but I'm, I trying, wouldn't to, I'm trying to answer the objections uh, as to why I'm less likely to touch until I'm really sure, until I'm really comfortable. Well, then I think and, this is and, a good exercise it, it becomes to teach a, people. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. If we wait to see, is this guy going to be my husband before I do anything nice to him? Right. No one's... <laughs> he's, he's not going to ask you on another date. That's, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, yes. you've got to bring your A game, and your A game is men want to know that it's working. Yeah. Right. He's and we here, have here's, here's boundaries. The... We can say yes and no. Like we have power. We yes. have choice. Yes. Uh, hello. Thank you if, for that. Think, so if you do this, and he's like, can we sleep together? I'm like, not tonight. But thanks for asking. Yeah. You know. Keep up the good work. I'd love to hear from you again. Like we can make a choice. Like okay, so that's a little uncomfortable. And not, a, not everybody but... knows how to handle that with a wink and a smile. Sure. Right? People get freaked out by that instead of saying, hey, I'm in control I, here. I guess I've been trained. Good. Good, good boy. Good try. <laughs> Four more weeks, maybe. Yep. Commitment, maybe. But that's humor, yeah. and that's joy, and that's authenticity. Yes. And, and it like, works like a charm. Totally. So because it's the knowing. And you're gonna. You know what he's trying to do. He knows nothing happens without your consent. So this is the dance. This is the dance. And enjoy the dance and enjoy the discomfort. Like sit in the fire. A phoenix is going to rise out of it. Chill out. It's okay to be a little uncomfortable and still step in and explore your, your edges and your boundaries. And then when you find a boundary, you're like, no, not tonight, but thank you for asking. Like you'll be like getting back in your car. You're like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Right? And he's like, oh my God, I'm totally going to ask her out again. And like, this is the fun of it. It's dating's fun people. Okay. Okay. One practice that this is very important. When a woman gets uh, in her femininity, it's sort of like a, a flower that just went like that. So, I mean, that's sort of lovely to see a little bud, but like, wow, a full-blown rose I'm, is like, wow, I'm right? Georgia O'Keeffe right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, very good. Okay, so we're going to get a lot more attention, and we're going to have to learn how to navigate this attention. So a lot of women... By being a blooming flower and being By out being there. radiant, by yes. being invitational, by being allowing, by letting him lead, uh, by letting... Eye contact, openness. All of this, you're going to get more attention, which is what we're looking for, because we want to be chosen, and we want him to not, if we're in a relationship, not to have an affair okay so it's important that we be like this but along with this comes a lot more of attention to navigate okay so you can have a super little life and live in a fishbowl or you can get out there and live in the ocean okay it's the same thing but I prefer to have a big life and so here you are you want to it's an ancient practice like it's called Tonglen I don't know if it's Hindu Zen or something but it's like what the monks do when they go I breathe in the pain and suffering of the world I literally breathe it into my being because my being is centered in love and I exhale peace and compassion to the world. The monks do this, this is their practice. So here I am dancing as a showgirl in Japan 20 years ago on a stage at the Four Seasons Hotel going, I can't believe I'm doing a topless show. I can't believe I'm doing a topless show. Totally in my head, right? And I'm with all these Australians who are like, boobies are normal, chill out. You know, you're the weird one, Alana. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the stage. And on my side of the stage, all of the um, gentlemen in the, in the, they're looking at me like, like lychee, like whatever. And I'm just like, I can't, I'm gonna, I'm, this is my last, first and last night, I'm not gonna do this. But I look over on the other side of the stage where the French girls are and the Australian girls are and all of the Japanese men are just sitting there like little boy scouts, like being totally honoring. Their boobies are hanging out too and I'm like, what's the deal? So I get back to the change room and I'm like, that was really awful. And I started to learn, they didn't teach me Tonglen, uh, this ancient practice, but what they taught me is breathe in the judgment or the all the eyes that are going to be on you as a beautiful radiant flower. Breathe it all in. No need to resist it. It's just energy. And you breathe it in and you inside you affirm, I am a goddess. Thank you for noticing. 
and you literally exhale the, out that energy. And there, I'm just like, really, really? And so I got out on stage the second night. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Nobody's gonna know. I'm in Japan. No one's ever gonna find out. Like all this. And then here's my little leechy guys on my side of the stage, and I. I breathe in their negative energy. I breathe in all of this attention. It's like walking by a construction site. It's no different. So you breathe in this energy and you say to yourself, you don't, you don't say it out loud. You say it in your head, I am a radiant goddess. Thank you for noticing. And you exhale that energy out. I swear, all of them like just sat up like this, like little boy scouts and they bowed at me and everything. And I was like, yes. Like we are in charge of how people think of us. Like our perception is what matters. And a truly leechy guy will get up and leave. But a man who just is discombobulated by how sexy you are, doesn't know what to do with himself, will go, right, she's a queen. May I open the door for you, miss? We're like, you'll bring out the best in men when you honor that your sexuality, your beauty, your body, your brains, everything is just as valuable. And you own that. You can transform a room. Slap your ass. That was a good one, huh? I, was, I, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was my job, but dude. Dude. No, it works. It so works. So you are going to get more attention and you are going to need to learn how to navigate it and do give touch and it it's, might it's, make it's him high, want it's, more. It's high class attention. Uh, it's, 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 these are good, good problems to have. There's too many men interested in you. Um, right? If you're admitted to every Ivy League school and you have choices, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. So um, this is not going to be our last segment. We're going to come back with one more because I can't get enough of Miss Alana Pratt. Aww. My name is Evan Marquez. This is a Love You podcast. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. We are back with Alana Pratt on the Love You podcast. Uh, this will be our last segment, but you know we could go forever. I could go forever, and I'm pretty sure she could keep up. So. Um, we're going to get into something practical. A lot of this has been practical. Like, here's what you do to connect with a man. Here's how you show appreciation. Here's how you exhibit touch. Here's how you radiate confidence. There's been a lot of really valuable stuff here, but I want Alana to bring it home with real life anecdotes so th mm. that you realize this isn't just theory. This isn't just something that she's saying to make a buck, mm. um, no more than it is what I do. I'm like, this is a, here's what works, mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Could you give me an example of how this actually worked with your uh, women clients? Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Like sometimes when people sign up with me, like I just found out yesterday, Laura on her second session had listened to me on a Rory Ray interview a sure. hundred times apparently oh. in the car. She was obsessed with you? Totally. And, and when she signed up rather easily, I was like, okay, but she'd apparently done her research for yes. years and years. Sometimes people just find me like like this and they're skeptical or et cetera. Um, and my, one of my most recent clients, she's from back east, she's a, a principal of a school very, very intelligent woman and very beautiful woman and very alone woman. And even just the signing up to coach with me process was like, we were in like this like battle. Why is this so hard? Did, well, she was like, well, you're just using a sales tactic. Like she was so mistrusting. Um, and I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to work with me. It's totally fine. Like if we're not a match, it's no big deal. But then she like something broke in her and she, I, I don't know what it was I said, but it was something about um, this wall. I go, no one's going to tell you what I'm willing to tell you, which is that you're kind of an arrogant bitch. Very, very like gorgeous and accomplished, but you've got this prickly edge to you or you've got to be right or better or in charge or the, and I go, it's, it's offensive. 
and it's okay if you never work with me, but I really think you need to know how you come across because I'm confident you do this with guys and I'm confident this is why you attract ones that only wanna sleep with you, ones that are married, ones that have someone else on the side because you can't get in with you. Yeah. You can't get in with you. And you can't win. And you can't win with you. And so. The so, broker. So she's like, well, slam. I'm like, okay. Well, at least I gave her truth. And next day she calls back. She's been, apparently been crying the whole night. Well, yeah, especially if she was she already valued you and been researching you. This is this is meeting your idol, and he turns you down for an autograph. I mean. Well, because I think I, I was just so straight. And no, I I get it. I, I, I have this, I have the same DNA. I I get it. I just wanted to let her know really what I saw. Sure. With love and tenderness, but straight. Just yeah. let me be straight. And 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 this vulnerable. She wants the vulnerability. She wants. It. She knows she wants. It. She knows it's the key. And she can do it herself because she's done everything else herself. I'm she's coaching. Got a, she's got a PhD for God's sake. You only went to an Ivy League school. You got a BA. I got a PA. Like it was like oh for God's sake. I go yeah, but you haven't, have you? Because the key with vulnerability is is letting go of control. It is letting somebody else hold you. It's the surrender part. So many of my clients are up to this like 9.5, 9.9, they can do it themselves. But this last piece, in order to be in that um, yin yang, in that relationship, you need to let yourself be held, be seen, be vulnerable, surrender. And so to do that with a man who could hurt you yeah. is super risky. But to do it with a professional who has results like me, who loves unconditionally and doesn't judge, it's a pretty safe bet. It's a good training ground yeah. to just let go all the way till you're home. So she called back the next day and she signed up. She's like, I really don't like you at all and we're gonna do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, be, be careful what you wish for. I know, right? I, I've, I've had some of those that didn't work out, but so, uh, I hope it works out. So get this, on our first session, this little person that I'm talking about, who she has been like, no, I'm perfect. No, you better get it right. No, don't let anybody see you sweat. No, we need to be in charge. We need to be in control. We, you know, like this vulnerable, beautiful, creative, innocent, loving, incredible part of her, like this. So I took us through a very powerful guided meditation on our first session. Let's just get to the work, right? Down to the core. She fell asleep. She fell asleep on the phone. She, there was so much anxiety of trying to keep it together for so many down. decades. She just finally, and thank God it was recorded so she could listen to it again. But she had never connected with that part of her. She was here all the time. Like in here, nope. So no guy can get in here. Right? So by the second session, she was doing a speech to all of the teachers at her school about vulnerability. What? She moved everybody to tears? Like, like, like it changes fast. It changes fast once you get in and once you connect, because it's who we are. And so um, we're only, like, I think, on like session three, but I'll email her little things, and she goes, oh, that's my prayer. That's my nugget today, Alana. Thank you. And so she's receiving and she's me. She's appreciating. And she's but she's going in. Yeah. She's receiving. So now she's going to be, and she's already like she's so beautiful, but like softer. Like you can tell on a person's face when they'll they can receive. So I'm confident, even though I can't say, oh, now she's married. But like I know where, she, where she's going. You, she's going to be receptive. It is not your job to get her married. It's your job to hold up the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. And point her in the right direction and yeah. that's what she takes from it. That's coaching. So it's so confirming for me because I really she just- She was a tough nut to crack. I just wanted to slam the phone just as much. <laughs> like, but I'm like, no, this is, my, this is my spiritual practice. Can I keep my heart open in the face of this skepticism and judgment and nah, can I still be love? Sure. It was my spiritual practice and that's can good. I just like, so it was good. So this is really that's fun good. for me. I'm, no, I'm, I'm learning from that because I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I, might, I might not be your coach. Yeah, I'm so like I'm so <laughs> like nothing nothing personal, but um, 
I, if you're paying me I'll to work. I'll just refer you to Evan. Like, I, I just need my, my no, mom. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you, I do, I do 45 minute phone calls with people before we do any private coaching. I call it master's coaching. You enroll in Love You. I write your profile. I pay for your photos. I give you my products. It's the whole thing. Yep. But I do 45 minutes. And if we're going to be like that, it's not worth it. Someone else will take that slot who's going to be a joy to coach. And it's right. not that these women don't deserve no. love. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a relationship. I got six months with you. If we're right. going to fight, no, thank you. And now I know where to but, send them. <laughs> I'm going to send them to Alana because she's more patient. Should, no, well, you know. No, it, yeah, it is. I, I, I'm, it's I'm, actually, I'm, I it's admire, intense, I admire it's you. It's joyful. It, well, it's when it works because you've had the experience oh, where it doesn't work. Oh, I've had the experience work. where it doesn't work. Oh, for sure. Right? No, when, no. So, when someone finally is like, okay, I get it. This is hard for me, but I get it. I'll trust you. Right. But if they're going to fight you tooth and nail for, no, no, for no, six no. months. No, no, no. I won't work with them. No, for sure. It's, it's like, a, it's like, it's like an abusive relationship. We're like, maybe we should just not be in a relationship. <laughs> no, totally. No, this one is, is, a, is a joy to watch her it's unfold. Great. And then I just got an email as I was coming here this morning from my manager. So there's not even a client, but she's yeah. been working with me for like, like four years. Yeah. And she goes, I just need you to know that I'm so in love with Nick. And it's like the easiest relationship. And he just said in front of all of his guy friends out last night, that this is the most wonderful, perfect woman I could ever have. And I'm just so grateful because, you know, like sending every one of your emails for four years and listening to every one of your like interviews, she goes, it rubbed off. And I'm so grateful. And she's so happy. So that just makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, I like the, the fact that you use the word easy. That's the optimal word for uh, love you graduates uh, that you know good relationships should be fundamentally easy, easy. Um, the relationships take work model is something that's been taught to us from generations which were mismatched generations they stayed together out of scarcity women couldn't earn their own living it was embarrassing to get divorced that's when relationships take work yeah um, no, no more no. than your relationship with your best friend yeah takes work right right of course you want to be good to your best friend and pick up the phone when she calls you at three in the morning that takes effort yeah. But it's not work. You no. want to give because it's more rewarding. Yeah. Another one, Rebecca, she called and she was just obsessed with the, the dude at work, like the boss. It was this fantasy thing and clearly she was not operating in reality. And clearly this was her survival mechanism so she didn't have to deal with anything internally or date or do anything like this. And so within one session, we like sliced that, did all our water water about that and like sat her in the fire and went like, look, you're unwilling to trust because you're looking outside for control and safety. It's not where it's found. It's found in here. Safety, security, approval, appreciation, home. That click is found on the inside. Did a little number. And then the next, <laughs> next session, she's like, well, you know Charlie that I've known for 10 years? He's just in the band. Like, he's just, well, we're dating. And now we're like on session five or six and they're like moving in together and they're- Tell them to slow down. Well, but I mean, they've known each other for 10 years already. Tell them to slow down. And they're down. 55 years old. Tell them to slow down. I didn't. Sorry, can't help, I didn't. Can't help it. Sorry, no, this that's is, not what I said. This, I said of course, it's your, not what you said. Keep your place. You know, obviously, don't let go of your place. But when you're going 90 miles an hour on the freeway, you're very likely to miss your exit. That's fine. We have different coaching styles. <laughs> I say, obviously, been very, very rigorous with her. You, you got it. You got her to a better place, and oh. and that that's that's the important thing. I don't have to. We don't have to agree on it on 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 everything. I always worry about the. Oh, oh my God! It's been five weeks. We're soulmates. Let's do this thing. No, 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 um, no. If she, if he I'm, was out of the blue, for sure. But somebody that she has had as a friend already for ten years, and finally just opened her heart and looked at him in a different way. Those are the ones where you know. But if he just came off of Match.com and she's moving in, no, then I would be like God, freaking God, out. God bless them and God bless you for getting him to that place where she realized that uh, you know the long distance hot fantasy man of her head 
uh, was, is, was, again, is really is a way, a uh, and it's a way of keeping her safe from a actually having to be real. Because yeah. that thing never comes true. Mm -hmm. She knows it never comes true. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to have a crush than to have a real life guy who has the potential to hurt you but won't. Right. And as you said, it's easy. It works. Because they are good friends fundamentally. Yeah. So I'm very happy for her too. So yeah, I love my work. Awesome. Yeah. How can these women get some more of you mm. because you are such a perfect complement supplement to what I do. I agree. Um, Thank where, you. And, and again, I, I like to think I'm a one-size-fits-all dating coach and I could teach you everything. I try in six months of Love You. Yes. But these are the holes and these are the ones that you're filling here. So Thank you. Uh, we've got alanapratt.com forward slash tips. Yeah, those for are for everybody, those are audios that you can download. Three for women, three for men. And they're about your sensuality. It's about how to feel sexier even as you get older. And the three for men, it's good to understand men. So these audios are actually for gentlemen, but I want you ladies to download them as well so that men really do feel heard and understood in a way that the average woman doesn't. So those are totally complimentary. If you have been following Evan for years and years, but you haven't signed up for this Love You University, please do. Like of all the people that I coach with. I didn't tell him to do this. <laughs> No, he didn't tell me to do this, but I mean it because like, yes, we're friends, but like you're, you're the bomb. You're very, very consistent and you get consistent results and you care. Um, so if you haven't done that yet, I don't know how one does that, but do that. Um, and if indeed I am the pocket that he doesn't provide and it's this inner peace and something really resonated with us today and you feel you're willing to have a look and go all the way to the core and open all the way so that you can be claimed that deeply then for whoever really feels, you'll have to apply, so there's only a few spots, but alanapratt.com forward slash connect is how you apply for a complimentary strategy session with me. And if you are truly ready for this journey and we're not going to have that initial phone call I just spoke of. No, even if we are. She's going to give you a bitch slap. I would. I'm going to tell you the truth and it's to set you free and hold you tender in my arms so we can do this deep work because this piece that I provide, you can do everything that Evan says, but it could still sab you could still sabotage it if this piece for you is in place. So if that's the case, then I would love to hear from you. And dig it. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, you're welcome. My name is Evan Marcass. This is Alana Pratt. If you enjoy this podcast, this Love You podcast, make sure you click the subscri subscribe button on this page. Uh, you could follow me on Facebook. You could follow me on Twitter. All these links are down below. Um, and if you want some free dating and relationship advice uh, in your inbox two or three times a week until you no longer need dating and relationship advice, <laughs> please go to my website, www.evanmarkkatz.com and sign up for some free advice. Uh, we've got something new that we're offering. We're giving people two weeks free in Love You. Oh. And the two weeks are about, it's two weeks of videos on confidence for everybody who comes to my website. Do that. Right, like this is, this is new. We're just doing this right now. So two weeks free and love you for signing up right now uh, to give you my free gift of confidence, which is what Alana is here to give you as well. So mm. thank you for your time. Thank you for your hour. Um, mm -hmm. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will see you again next week. Thank you.